is it okay if I if I curse? Like really curse? I mean, we've been cursing since episode one. Fucking go for it. I mean, like what the god Profits have hit a record high, and you've all worked overtime to make it happen. So it's time to be rewarded with a corporate pizza party. The podcast taking you inside the highs and lows of corporate America. Hosted by Dan Space, Farah Shargi, and Mike Petito. We couldn't afford bonuses this year, but sit back and enjoy the next best thing. Welcome back for another corporate pizza party. Uh, today we want to complain about all sorts of stuff because everyone is angry out there, right? Right before coming on to record, we were talking about internet comments and layoffs and all sorts of things. And I feel like the three of us represent a mood this week that represents a lot of people out there. Um, so we can talk and have a little bit of fun and see if we can offer a little bit of catharsisism for everybody. Is that the right word? Is that a good no, word I dropped? No. Sounds I was going to levity because catharsis is usually you do something and you get an emotional release from it. You confront the person who's betraying you. That's the cathartic event. I've never assumed podcast listening would be cathartic, but sure. If you are out there listening and you find this podcast to be uh, <laughs> cathartic after today, please let us know. And if not, if you decide to go commit murder instead, um, let us no. Don't let us know that. Don't let us know. We don't want that on us. <laughs> and let us know if catharsis or levity was the better word to use for this. <laughs> Yes. Uh, send us an email at our address. Um, the only emails we ever get at our email address that is in the show notes are people trying to sell me SEO functions for our website. You know how we like to kick this off, like our favorite job interview question. So, Farah, tell us about yourself. Hello, everyone. I'm Farah Shargi, a technical recruiter slash career coach who lives in San Francisco. And yesterday, while I was scrolling in my Instagram feed, I was reminded of a uh, bakery in Mexico City called Pandaria Rosetta, where I had probably one of the most delicious filled donuts I've ever had in my life. And I'm not one of those kind of gals. Like I like my donuts with a hole in the middle. I don't really like them filled, but like Pandaria Rosetta in Mexico City in the Roma district. And it was just like bringing back so many memories. I think I went to that place almost every single day when I was in Mexico City. It's chef's kiss. So that's my donut story of the day. If you are sending fair donuts, be sure there's a hole in the donut. That is a must. I like filled donuts. What a weird donut requirement. <laughs> I mean, well, you know why? Because some of the, the fillings are gross. You're like, oh, yeah. this is like some congealed nastiness. But when it's like delicious and properly made, yeah, the filled donuts can be really nice. But they have to be well done. We got, yeah. got heart donuts filled with chocolate for our kids this week. And um, it was disgusting watching them eat them. So I I, <laughs> I think I understand. Uh, Dan, tell us about yourself. Hi, my name is Daniel. Uh, I'm an HR business partner. And I was reminded this week of a kind of a funny story where when HR makes really big mistakes in companies where they're not supposed to. And so there was a restaurant called Dirty Bird. And in New York City, and had some of the best fried chicken, and it, it was well known for its uh, white ch- white cheddar sharp cheese macaroni and cheese, and it was absolutely delicious. But um, we always had the, the assistant of the department do the order whenever we wanted some. And then there was one day she wasn't there, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to order from Dirty Bird. And I went to like three other people. We put it together, and then I went to the website, and DirtyBird.com was not the website. Um, however, it was a very pornographic site with a lot of very large vocals um, that immediately locked up my computer. Um, and I am right in the middle of the HR office, which is right next to sales and marketing. It became like everyone could hear it. This was like loud 
imagine triple X sort of thing. And that's when I learned that it's dirtybirdnyc.com is that website mm. to order food. Um, which I know is not nothing about tell me about yourself, but because I was reminded of that this week, I decided to share that story. Very much appreciated. Uh, if you're listening and you're looking for maybe to find a cathartic event, go to dirtybird.com and maybe that will help you out instead. And also Dirty Bird or Dirty Bird NYC, if you are listening, we're down for some sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, we are open to sponsorship from either of you. Uh, this, either this of you are fine. <laughs> podcast yeah. does have the E next to it for explicit language, so we are okay with either. And Mike, tell us about yourself. My name is Mike Pedito. I am a four-time top voice on LinkedIn, as everybody knows. All right. And um, this week, I created an alter ego. His name was Mark Pandino. And I had some fun with Mark Pandino this week on LinkedIn, where I set up a fake profile. And uh, this profile was like bare bones profile. Uh, it was a name. It was an AI photo of just a cartoon. And I had one piece of job history, basically saying I was a marketing manager at a company for the last two years. And I just made a post that said, I've been laid off. I have never used LinkedIn before. I don't have a network here. I am hashtag open to work, hashtag job searching, et cetera, et cetera. And can you all guess what happened next? You went viral. No, I did not go viral. <laughs> um, but I did within minutes have an inbox full of expert certified resume writers all right. ready to help me. Oh I also learned there are all sorts of abbreviations that people are now making up instead of ATS systems. So for those of you out there who are sick of hearing about ATS systems, don't worry, because let me tell you about some of the things that are coming next. Because Susan Mark asked me if I've ever heard of an SAS system and how it affects the job search. <laughs> uh, and I just said, no, what is an SAS system? And they said, it's skills assessment software. And I said, oh, okay, so it's like an ATS. And Susan let me know, no, ATS is the past software that recruiters are no longer using because some scammers are full of it. And that was just the end of the response. So apparently we are moving on from ATS systems due to scammers. These people are just trying to come up with something else as like, all right, let's do, let's say this to market, right? And just the stuff that they're coming up with and just preying on people's fears, it just, it just gives me a visceral reaction of disgust because that's not how it works. I feel like we're like doctors who are like trying to, <laughs> you know, say, you know, hey, here's some sound medical advice because I went to school for like 15 years. And, you know, are you going to listen to the quack doctor who's not actually a doctor and probably got their degree off of the back of a matchbook somewhere? Like, let's come on. Yeah, I mean, this will forever be the issue that exists. Just the idea that like anyone can say anything. I mean, even all these accounts, like they were all just called like. <laughs> experienced human resource professional and accomplished resume crafting specialist. Uh, like that's just like the title of these people who send these messages. Uh, and then you look them up and like, that is their title at their own company. And they list like Fiverr as their employer uh, right. because they just like do this on Fiverr. Um, which is funny. I will to LinkedIn's credit just to sort of even put a button on this and these scams. Uh, my main thought is this was happening is I was just like, how can LinkedIn let this happen? Like they know this is happening and they don't care that just I marked them open to work. And all I got was a bunch of comments selling like bullshit things. And then people sending me messages. And um, I did get like one or I did watch these accounts get shut down within like 10 minutes because I imagine people were reporting them. They were all new to LinkedIn and got shut down quickly. So it does seem they're at least getting shut down, uh, which makes them very desperate. 
one person sent me the Fiverr link and was just like, contact me through this link right now just to proceed to get my resume written. Uh, and I was like, well, it's dinner time. I can't do it this second. And they said, okay, kindly click on this link to proceed. Have you messaged me at this link? Question mark, question mark. Hello? Hello? This comes with a price tag. What is your budget? Question mark, question mark. Are you there? Question mark, question mark. And then the account was deleted. <laughs> so they knew what was coming and they were in a hurry to get me to Fiverr. <laughs> wow. Is there some kind of like, like, what do they call them with, you know, those farms? They call it like, it's not like a troll farm where there's like a bunch of people in little cubicles with a computer just like trying to make these like quick buck sales off of, yeah. you know, by scamming people. What do they call those? Troll farms. It sounded good to me. I, I can't confirm it. Um, I know that's yeah. what people used to do with like World of Warcraft to like build up their character scores. Like you could yeah. just like pay somebody and they're all sitting in a room that would just earn you all of those points. God, what a time to be alive. <laughs> um, yeah. On this, actually. So I thought what was funny, is, you know, anytime I talk to people and especially when they contact me or I get into debates with them, they'll always say I'm certified, a certified resume writer, a certified career coach. And I have to keep reminding people all, all the certification means is that you paid an institution that said you have paid me enough money and have completed whatever arbitrary assessment that I want to provide for you to have these letters at the end of your name, which sucks because like for, for a good time in my late twenties to late thirties, I thought being certified was something really, really good. And I'm not dumping on all the certifications. I think some, some are certainly valuable, but you have to be really, really cautious of it. But what I found hysterical, I don't know if you guys know this. There is ways to win annual resume awards. And when I learned this, I was literally trying to picture it on the red carpet of like, oh, here's Daniel's Helvetica 12 point with the light green teal background. Like, bravo. Like, what does – why – why what would an award resume – like, the idea of an award-winning resume should be the one that performs the best against ATSs and recruiters and hiring managers – but apparently there there is this whole annual thing where they award resumes and it probably will shock both of you but you get to pay to have your entry reviewed. I mean, I don't understand the point. Like is it a is it based on design or do they like run it through an ATS and see how much data gets parsed through? Like what what are the parameters? Yes. <laughs> I have the what? answer for you. <laughs> All the above. I have the answer from you from iCareerSolutions.com. Uh, I know nothing about this company, but I feel like I know enough. Um, but if you need a sponsor. <laughs> and they probably will not be sponsoring me after not. this uh, reading of their website. Um, but they do talk about the Tory Award winning best professional resume sample. Uh, Tory stands for a toast of the resume industry, T-O-R-I. Uh, according to this website, these are the Tory Awards. It is an international resume writing industry most prestigious competition. The awards are based on visual formatting and design, personal branding, understanding of employer position requirements, and use of powerful language. These awards given by Career Directors International represent the best of the best in professional resume writing. I could probably win this without a second's hesitation. I'm going to find some winners here for you. Can, is it okay if I, if I curse? Like, really curse? I mean, we've been cursing since episode one. Fucking go for it. I mean, like, what the goddamn fucking bullshit is this? What the fuck is this? I do. I'm like, I like never. Okay, I have seen a lot of nonsense and stupidity in my life, right? But this is some fucking nonsense. Resumes are written so people get hired, and the fact that people are making money off of these stupid awards, like, what ding dongs and dum dubs are doing this? I just, I don't, I just don't understand it, and I, 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 blows my mind. I have just shared with you two. 
the winning uh, executive resume from 2019, the award-winning <laughs> resume. This is what? awful. Stop it. Stop. This looks like something from the 90s with like the oh Microsoft God. Office puzzle pieces in it. Literal like clip art. That is what? terrible. What? This is, is award-winning this? resume right here. <gasps> I don't know if I can link this company's website. Uh, I'll find a way on social media just to show you some images of this resume we're all currently looking at right now. An award-winning resume that honestly might be one of the worst resumes I've ever seen. I would be insulted if I paid thousands of dollars for this resume. But the whole thing, um, you know, I was, of course, laughing to myself because of the visuals where I just kept imagining people on a red carpet with, like, uh, a piece of paper. So, like, instead of talking about the fact that they were wearing Versace or Calvin Klein, they were like, I used Helvetica 14. One and a half point spacing, three point bullets. And they're like, I'm wearing five puzzle pieces as my resume today. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, today it's icons. And it's just like all the resume icons, like a little phone for phone number and little emails. (laughs) I'm learning so much. There are multiple resume awards. So there's the Tory, right? Of course, the toast of the resume industry. We all know the Tory awards. Um, But there are also the Roar Awards, Roar Roar Awards. the Recognizing Outstanding Achievement in Resumes Award. Um, then there are the CPC Awards, which is just the Career Professional. It doesn't say what the last C is for. If you are out there, uh, Tory Awards, Roar Awards, we are open to sponsorship. Um, we love your award <laughs> shows. We think they're great. And we would be happy to promote them. <laughs> we'll sell out for money. Yeah, We'll just put it out there, guys. <laughs> For those of you listening, this podcast is still operating in the red. Um, so <laughs> whatever it takes. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're 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 a fan of all things here. We would gladly take sponsorships for things that we can make fun of. We're a comedy podcast. Yeah. It'd be very cathartic to me to be able to show some of these resumes and be paid to come to your award show. We'll even like put examples of them on our website for an extra fee. Boom. Yeah. I don't even remember how to log into our website. I honestly haven't updated it since our <laughs> podcast launched. <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh, we're a bunch of amateurs over here. So let's just cars those award winning podcasters. We can make them an award show right now. Yeah. You are award winning listeners. The CPP Podcast Awards. Uh, <laughs> those of you who are listening, you're all winners. Uh, feel free to walk the red carpet with your AirPods or however you listen. 1997 Hyundai Sonatas or whatever you're listening in right now. Would a 97 Hyundai Sonata even be running at this point? It definitely cannot play a podcast. That is for sure. <laughs> finding out about finding out about these awards has turned us into an absolute mess. I my brain is never going to be the same after seeing some of these award winning resumes. I'm serious. If I ever find one of these submitted to me in a job, uh, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> Now, I know all of us have been on the recipient side of people who are angry saying, why can't you all just decide on on what's good or what's bad? And in addition to the fact that we normally always agree, it's not us. Recruiters can sort through these types of resumes left and right, but eventually it's the hiring manager. And I have not, I loved one hiring manager who was a head of data science and he hated these types of resumes. He just liked a basic, boring, black and white, tell me how you've used data science to help your company grow money. Um, and he had showed that one of his worst, worst things to ever see on a resume, he was like, I feel feel like I'm in a really bad RPG, which is a, a type of video game, because it'll have like it has seven skills. Like it'll be like data science, um, uh, SQL, data coding, data statistical modeling with like 
but like this metric of like, and this one person he had showed used like gears symbols. And it was like for data statistics, it was seven. And then leadership, it was four. And then for uh sequel was like five and a half. And he was like, what am I supposed to do with the fact that you have assigned yourself five and a half like, gear points of data? statistics? What does that mean for me? How, who is judging that? How was there like a committee that gave you that score? Is that your own ranking? Like, do you review it every year? How do you level up? Like what quests are you on to get yourself more gear points of data? And I was like, I agree with all of this. <laughs> like, what does that mean? I made this video once and, and and people sort of battled with me. And I think to make this like sound like we're not totally just like shitting on everyone's resume, right? Like um, you, these are sort of things that don't just like mean you can't do the job or eliminate, right? But I think the big point is like the idea is uh, how much impact is putting this on your resume having versus the space it's eating up and what else you could be doing. And, you know, what else you would do to make a better impact? And I've had the same conversation with people with scores. I'm like, what is that based on? Is that your own rating? Um, am I supposed to say if you're only a 60%, like, what if I think that's bad? But to you, the 60% was high. Are you claiming you're 100% at everything? Because now I'm going to probably try and disprove you. And there's no sort of, it just doesn't make any sense. And somebody once said to me, it's how they compare it to everything else on their resume. Like, I'm a five out of five in this. And compared to that, I'm a four out of five. I'm like, I don't know that. Like, there's no key. Um, and yeah, I just think that like when you're creating confusion on that is the issue with something like that, like simplicity for anyone reading tends to work best, but there's no magic trick. It's just like, think about if this is really going to have an impact. What what bothers me the most is when we tell people this, and it, I feel like we do it ad nauseum, what they don't understand and the arguments that we get of like, no, it's this. And I saw it on Canva or the certified resume writer did it for me, blah, blah. Well, okay, hold on, hold on. Why would you do something that would take away from your credibility or have your credibility in question based on like a lack of understanding? What you're communicating is the fact that you are clearly defining that you don't know how to communicate effectively by having these god-awful charts and these wackadoodle symbols that mean who knows what I don't know maybe I'm com I'm comparing myself to my peers I'm comparing myself to myself what does that mean why are you taking away from your skills and your abilities we're simply saying take that measurement of whatever turn that into a bullet point and show your measurable impact quantify that data somehow you can and I I get so annoyed when people say I can't quantify my skills and my experience I'm like when why is a business paying you to do work. Yep. There are other ways to do it. Sorry for being sassy pants, but I'm just like lit up this morning. You're probably being sassy pants after you just unloaded the most obscene tirade I've ever heard earlier in this podcast with permission. So that is OK. Um, not to keep harping on this. I have shared one more executive uh, Tory award winning resume with you. I'd love to get your thoughts on. Oh, my God. What do you guys think about this CEO of the year award winning resume I just sent you? What? What the actual fuck is this? What is this a pamphlet for a timeshare? First of all, like the title is, you know, the fact that they manage hotels, the top right corner, folks, if you're listening to this, there is a photograph of what looks like a resort with like this insane pool and like a sky. In case rise. you don't know what a hotel then, is, here's a hotel. Yeah, here's a hotel because, you know, he manages them. Maybe this is the property he manages. I don't know. And you know why I don't know? There's not even a caption there. So like this is up for interpretation. So then <laughs> the chart, there's like this, again, 90s style graph chart and then instead of lines there are there are shadowed pyramids 
they're like <laughs> embossed and like there's like shadows and sh- like what green and blue by itself is a little risky on its own but then to use a light gray background but then to change the the type of background because one is a darker gray one is the lighter gray all the letter all every single word is capitalized why simply write a bullet point that says 195 million and increase the revenue when you can create an incredibly complicated and colorful chart to eat up half the resume instead I mean, that should be a competency. It can take easy-to-read earnings information and create complicated charts. <laughs> like, this, is what, this is what I always tell people when, when they get into debates or when they sort of overanalyze their resume. I always say, real, um, you know, resume is a real estate game, and it's a real estate optimization game. Um, you want to get the most pressing information to your audience as quickly as possible. And this is, to me, what the biggest problem is with resumes like this when people get all fretty about – um, you know, the template and the form and the design, it's like, how quickly are you conveying the most important information to your audience? I get perturbed when people get mad at me and you, you guys may think differently than I do, but I'll explain my logic. I, people say, well, a resume is a marketing document. And I go, I've seen marketing documents. I would disagree because they're like, well, that's why we need graphs and photos and da, 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 da. And I'm like, listen, this is not an advertisement for a magazine. Rather than thinking of it as a marketing document, we need to think of it as a backwards looking indicator of our experience. And we should look at it as more of like an investor relations report when a company is um, discussing their earnings for the past quarter where they're saying, you know, in this quarter we had this much revenue, which increased the share price by blah, 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 blah. This is what we did to get there. That's what it's more akin to. And, and those are black and white documents. I, I, I can see what it means as relates to a marketing document, the fact that you're marketing yourself, but I fully agree with how you're like, if we're talking about it in business language, I agree. It's, it's far more investor relations, um, press release. I sent you guys the screenshot for, that I got from Sherm because Sherm texted me. Oh, they were like, Hey, Farah, this is Kevin. Your Sherm membership expired on January 31st. Renew today using promo code HRLOVE24 for a free Sherm tote and pen. <laughs> I was like, I don't want your branded Get merch. Get that free pen. <laughs> and for those of you listening, I did have a membership to Sherm because I was working in HR and I needed the additional uh, HR support. So you can actually be a member of Sherm and call them when you need to. So, But yeah, I'm letting that expire. I don't need that. Pfft. Sorry, Sherm. Sherm, we are open to sponsorships. <laughs> just not your brand, not your t-shirts your totes or your pens yeah it starts with monetary uh help and then we will also like flash your pens on the screen now and then for our couple of youtube viewers if that will help um okay this was fun we went down a lot of paths we learned a lot about a lot of award shows that we did not know existed um I've read some amazing resumes today that I'm excited to to share with our listeners and hopefully a cathartic experience. And we will be back next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye loves.